Lukutei Sichais Parshas Shmois, Chelak Tes Zayin, Volume Sixteen, Chavdalu Tevis. The Tzemach Tzedek records the events of the passing of his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, after briefly covering the wanderings of the Alter Rebbe as he fled from the French army until reaching the village of Piena on Erev Shabbos Vayishlach in eighteen twelve. The Tzemach Tzedek writes, After Shabbos Kedish of the week of the Torah portion of Shmois, on the 23rd of Tevis, as it led into the 24th of Tevis, at approximately a half hour before 11, the holy soul of the Altarebbe, God's anointed, was taken on high and departed this world. We know that all the festivals of the year are intricately connected to the essence of the portion of the week in which they occur. And it is the same regarding the special days of our Abayim, including both the days of their birth and the days of their passing. This is also understood from the teaching of the Alter Rebbe, that one must live with the times means living with the teaching of the Torah portion. In our circumstance, though the passing of the Alter Rebbe, which was on the 24th of Tevis, Yet the Tzemach Tzedek, in recording the passing of the Alter Rebbe, did not suffice with telling us that it was the eve of Chavdalah Tevis, or that it was after Shabbos, but also mentions that it was the conclusion of Shabbos of the Torah portion of Shmois, and even adds that it was the 23rd of Tevis that Shabbos, we are given to clearly understand that the passing of the Alter Rebbe is connected to primarily the Torah portion of Shmais, particularly as the Tzemach Tzedek is specific to note the time of the passing of the Alter Rebbe as half of the hour to 11, which would, in light of various halachas, connect the hour before midnight to the day of Shabbos. This only serves as further proof of the connection between the passing of the Alter Rebbe and the Torah portion of Shmais specifically. The content of the Torah portion of Shmais is the exile and the slavery in Egypt. The Torah portions that preceded Vayigash and Vayichi speak about the era prior to the slavery in Egypt, even though as a tribe we had already made our way down to Egypt. But all of the brothers and Yosef were still alive, and as long as this was the case, the Egyptians did not impose slavery upon us. On the other hand, the portions that follow the Torah portion of Shmois, Ba'era, and Bay, while still speaking about the period of exile of the Jews in Egypt, the portion of Ba'era begins to speak of the signs of redemption the miracles and the wonders that God showed through Moshe, including the plagues that began. The slavery, too, becomes less weighty, and in addition, our sages tell us that on Rosh Hashanah, from when the plague of lice began, or most certainly from the time of the plague of the wild beasts, all servitude fell away. And of course, in the portion of Bui, we are already in the midst of our redemption from Egypt. But in the portion of Shmais, every detail of the Torah portion is around the difficulty of the terrible slavery. And as we come to the end of the portion, 
things just get worse with Pari making our work harder yet. Moshe himself complains to God about at that point about the increased difficulty since he came to Pari. The connection between the passing of the Alter Rebbe and the portion of Shmais is then noted in that the Alter Rebbe passed when he was experiencing an exile, having escaped Napoleon's army and wandered until his arrival in Vienna, where he was nostalgic, where he passed. The previous Rebbe, in fact, details all the painful aspects of this exile. We're well acquainted with the teaching of the Alter Rebbe about the day of one's passing. On this day, one's deeds, one's Torah study, and one's divine service of his entire lifetime are elevated. And all of these are revealed and illuminate in a revealed way from above to below at the time of one's passing. As every event is by divine providence, certainly an event connected to the life of a leader of a generation, it is obvious that the occurrence of the passing of the Alter Rebbe in exile demonstrates a connection and an essential commonality between the deeds, the Torah study, and the divine service of the Alter Rebbe, which are revealed and elevated at the time of his passing, and the superiority or the quality of divine service in exile specifically, and the way that this manifests physically as his passing was actually when he was in this state of exile. We can also posit that this is the reason that the last Yutes Kislev that the Alter Rebbe celebrated was in the same place as where he passed, as he arrived in Piena on Erev Shabbos Vayishlach, which was before the 19th of Kislev. The 19th of Kislev is, after all, the Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus, and thus the focal point of the work of the Alter Rebbe. Hence the connection to the divine service of an individual, particularly in a time of exile, and its superiority over a divine service when not in exile. Therefore, the final Yuteske slave of the Alter Rebbe, which be, would be the highest and most elevated Yuteske slave in the Alter Rebbe's lifetime, as every year a new light descends, casting a light that has not yet illuminated the world up until then, would be spent in exile, not only in exile, but in the very place where the Alter Rebbe's soul would pass from his holy body, when all of one's deeds, Torah, and divine service are in their state of absolute completion. A deeper appreciation of this idea comes through realizing that the content of the Torah portion Shemais is all about exile and the slavery of Egypt. And while we've discussed often that the name of a Torah portion alludes to the content of the entire portion, this seems rather confusing in our discussion. The word Shemais, which means names, seems to inculcate quite the opposite energy and dynamic of exile. After all, our sages tell us that as long as the generations that actually descended to Egypt, meaning Yaakov and his sons and their children, who were born at that time were alive, Egypt did not enforce slavery upon the Jews. So as the Torah portion begins, 
these are the names of those who come came to Egypt, there is no possibility of exile in that statement. Even the word names is significant. It tells us God once again counted us by name, and doing so, as Rashi teaches, is to express his love for our nation. This really goes contrary to the whole idea of exile and the terrible things experienced throughout the Torah portion. And then the names themselves that are listed in the beginning of the Torah portion, beginning with Reuven, are all listed to reflect different aspects of redemption as we learn in the Midrashic teaching of Shmais Rabbah. How are we to understand then this seeming contradiction, the name of the portion which points to redemption and the light and the content which is about exile and slavery? It's well known that the divine service in a time of exile has a quality that is superior because it is then specifically that the quality of Mesiris Nefesh, sacrifice of the self, is revealed in a Jew. It flows from the level of absolute oneness in a Jewish soul, which is the very essence of the soul. That power of Yechida oneness is demonstrated particularly in a place and in a situation that lacks the capacity or the means of grasping godliness with the common revealed aspects of the soul. The connection to God then doesn't flow organically from one's soul capacity. It requires extra effort that stems from the essence of a Jew's core. Thus, when the temple stood and godliness was in evidence in a state of revelation, the divine service of a Jew was fueled by his inspired nature, using his most accessible and evident powers of the soul. And this was a more logic-motivated service that ignited passion. It was not a time that required the efforts of the yachida of the soul, and indeed the yachida energy was not sensed in the divine service of temple times. But in exile, when godliness is concealed, and we don't even know when this darkness is supposed to end, and that darkness penetrates our relationship with God, showing up in all kinds of challenges, in spiritual challenges, and our soul's energy feels sapped and unmoored, that, that is when the Yechida is awakened in a Jew's spirit, so that we can overcome the difficulties and the challenges that we begin to experience in our quest for a relationship with God. This was the Egyptian exile. This is exile in general. It is exile that brings out the inner true connection a Jew has with God. And this and only this is what prepared them for Matan Torah, the purpose of which is to penetrate lowly physicality with godliness so that everything physical can be made a vehicle and a dwelling for the divine because it is only in this way that the essence of Torah is expressed. The explanation regarding the value of our divine service in a time of exile, in other words, that despite the fact that divine light is not at that moment shining, and it is then specifically that the core of our being is fully revealed, is alluded to in the idea of Shmais, names, and the contradiction we are experiencing. 
The connection between a name and the one who carries that name has two distinct facets. On one hand, we see that the one who carries this name doesn't ever use his own name. Others use it to call him, which seems to say that the name is quite an external thing to a person. Thus, one cannot tell a person's character by his name. Proof is that many different people carry the same name, and there's nothing similar about them at all. It isn't like the light and the source of light, where you can know the type of light by its source. But on the other hand, a person's name has an inherent connection to the very essence of a person, a connection that really transcends all the knowable things. And we know this because when you call a person by name, their entire being turns to you. More than that, even, when a person faints, their life force and energy is suspended and not actively alight in their body, if you call their name, they will come out of the faint. Again, proof that a name is connected to the very essence of a person's energetic soul and thus can bring him back, so to speak. In fact, in this second example, a name has a quality that even light doesn't have, which is that while through light one can determine the source of the light, it doesn't draw the essence in, as calling one's name activates one's essence. In other words, the essence of a person is expressed specifically when there's nothing that reveals that essence on its own. When there are things that conceal and hide God, that is when our essence is revealed. Accordingly, we can understand the connection between the deeds, the Torah, and the divine service of the Alter Rebbe and the portion of Shmais as it reflects the experience of exile. There is the Echida in man, and there is the Echida in Torah. This is the study of Hasidus Chabad. As the Alter Rebbe revealed and enclosed the study of Hasidus in understanding and comprehension, so that the animal soul too can be influenced, as well as man's physical portion in this world, and so much so that one's animal soul can be transformed completely. It's there that the essence of the inner Torah is revealed. In other words, as we explained regarding the revelation of the Echida, the very core of the soul, manifests specifically when the revealed features, the connection, the inspiration, are shut down and are in a state of total concealment. So too regarding the level of Yechida and Torah. When the nethermost parts of ourselves need to reconnect with God, Chabad Hasidus can facilitate that light and reconnection. As the Alter Rebbe taught, the entire purpose of Hasidus is to facilitate a change in one's most basic nature. And this is the connecting feature between the deeds, the Torah, and the divine service of the Alter Rebbe, and the value of our divine service in a state of exile. In both of these situations, the level of Yechida is revealed within ourselves or within Torah, where there, there where there is no access to revelation of godliness. This Yechida revelation is even alluded to in the name of the Alter Rebbe, Shneor Zalman, Shneor, two lights, and the name Zalman, which consists of the same letters permutated to mean Lizman, 
a reference to the construct of time, bringing two lights into the limited construct of time and space. The two lights are a reflection of what the Baal Shem Tov said about the Alter Rebbe, that he would illuminate the world with two lights, the light of revealed or the exoteric aspects of Torah, the authorship of the Shulchan Aruch, Jewish law, and the light of the concealed or esoteric aspect of Torah, the Alter Rebbe's authorship of Tanya and Chassidus. The two lights, encapsulated in a single word, Shneor, signifies that the Alter Rebbe bound these two aspects of the exoteric and the esoteric completely. The Alter Rebbe's capacity to merge and bond these two is a result of his revealing the Yechida, the oneness in Torah. Yechida transcends limitation, is not held back by obstacles and challenges that conceal godliness, and can thus join the two lights of the exoteric and the esoteric of Torah. The Alter Rebbe was able to draw this transcendence into the limited construct of time, bonding this with the experience of world, which is time-bound, and thus by nature conceals godliness, so that even this lowly limited world would shine with these two lights, which illuminate the world as one, revealing the light of Yechida and Teira, specifically to a time and place that isn't a vessel for revelation at all. We have discussed often that the ultimate divine goal is that also those things that transcend our reality become revealed within and merge with our innermost selves beyond the revelation that can be accessed at the level of concealment of exile. Though there is a quality in the divine service of exile that does not exist in a state of revelation, as we discussed, as in during the time of the temple, and that is the awakening of the Yechida in one's soul, as mentioned, but the point of exile is the redemption that follows, and indeed that culminates as a result of the work in exile. In other words, the revelation of Yechida, that the revelation of Yechida that is available in exile becomes illuminated within the innermost faculties of who we are, as we can indeed posit this was the work of the Alter Rebbe in the revelation of the Chabad of the Torah of Chassidus, that the very essence of Torah, that in fact transcends reality and reason, and seemingly can be absorbed only as an experience of acquiring through being a vessel, or to, a vessel to receive this, and through faith in its truth, should become revealed in the exoteric portions of Torah through man's own intellectual efforts, using one's cognitive capabilities and affecting his emotional attributes and stimulating his love and his fear of God. This is alluded to in the fact that the passing of the Alter Rebbe was on Matzah Shabbos, when the week begins anew with the Torah portion of Vaira, but we aren't quite into the week yet, just heading into the week, which begins to talk about the revelation of the name Havaya, the name that reflects the essence of Ein Sof, a name not yet revealed fully, with which God responds to Moshe, and the word Vaira itself alludes to the idea of sight, Re'iyah, 
sight and revelation, this very level that transcends reality, which descended into the confines of Egypt so that we could ultimately experience an inner revelation with redemption.